on today's episode of Gathering the Kings. It just seems like everywhere you are, there's people, or you're you're galvanizing the team, or you're you're bringing in an audience to a degree. Is that a skill set of yours? Have you learned this over time? Are people just drawn to Big Daddy? What is this? What's up, everybody? I'm Chaz Wolf, Gathering the Kings podcast. Today, I'm coming to you with a new kind of guest. He's a king, but this guy's a big daddy. Rich, big daddy Salgado, my brother. How we doing? What's happening? What's happening? You know, I just have enjoyed our interaction off camera, off, off air. Up until this moment, obviously, was able to interview a colleague of yours a few months ago, but man, today is your show and I'm excited to get to know you better. So tell us, you've got a couple businesses. You've got a little bit of a, an eclectic background in comparison to a lot of my guests. Tell us a little about your what you're into right now and we'll go into your background here in a second. Well, you know, uh, it's well documented that I'm in the insurance business. Yeah. That's my main business. And, you know, the sexy part of the business, as I always say jokingly, is, you know, the professional athletes entertainment sector of my business, which again, like I said, it's been well-documented. It's some of the biggest names in sports and TV and entertainment. So, you know, that's A. And if we get to the rest of the alphabet, I can go (laughs) pretty deep, but we won't go, we won't go A to Z. But, uh, you know, I have that. I have uh, Gas It Up, which is a mobile fueling, Charge It Up, which is our sister company, you know, for electrical vehicle charging and whatnot. So between those two things, and I, I figured, why not add something else? You know, right. now I have a company, it's called Wealthway, and it's a real estate fund and it buys and, you know, it doesn't really sell properties, but we look to, you know, buy commercial real estate. And we're also in the process of looking into building affordable housing and modular homes. Sure. Between those three things, yeah, I am. I'm going 24 seven. Yeah, you're a busy man. He was he for just for the listener's sake. I mean, he was totally, totally humble in that in that little little ABC there. But you're known as the NFL insurance guy, like you said, well documented. You're all over Fox News. You've got you know you've got all these connections in athletics and entertainment, and and people know Big Daddy. So I'm I'm excited to now be part of that little pod. Well, a big pod of people <laughs> that know Big Daddy. So we appreciate you being here. I want to know before we get into a little bit of your story, your journey. Mm-hmm. I want to know the burning desire. I mean, you've accomplished so much in your career and in your life. What's the burning desire in you now? You know what? I just don't know how to do anything else, to be totally honest. You know, it's funny. A friend of mine this morning says to me, man, he goes, I don't know how you do it. You know, and and I'll tell you, I'll give you the last couple of days. My schedule has been pretty intense where I was in Jacksonville, Florida last Thursday through Sunday playing at the ROM Celebrity Golf Outing, which you see my St. Jude pin. We support St. Jude. And then, you know, I get back Sunday night and then, you know, Monday dig right into it. You know, I got emails, phone calls to follow up on. And then I had the great honor of on Wednesday night speaking in New Jersey to the Bergen County Women's Republican Women's Party. You know, I was the keynote speaker, which is something that I've never done before. I've never been a keynote speaker. So 
it's funny. I was like, man, okay, here we go. So I'm used to being on TV. I'm used to speaking in public forum. I've spoken at Wharton Business School twice. So I, I could do that. But this yeah. is a whole different, another monster. You know, not only, <laughs> am I going, yeah, not only am I going into the right wing, but it's all women. So now yeah. I'm saying to myself, okay, how do I attack this? Well, I get two friends to help me and we go over this whole thing. But then I got smart. I'm like, why don't I just ask the best person in the world that I could think of that could help me? So Sean Hannity, come to Big Daddy's Rescue. Yeah. <laughs> Sean gave me some tips and whatnot. And and then my, I, as I call her, my teammate and, and business partner, her name is Anzalee Christine Olson. As we were going over, you know, we were going over my speech and everything as we were getting driven over. Well, okay, here's speech A. Well, when we get there, all of a sudden I had to turn the speech around because oh. it was, I guess, more geared towards me than it was really the group. Ah, okay. So now, okay, let's change the script. Yeah. Then I really, I made some changes, but I just went with my inner feeling and passion and I was compassionate about it. And, and I ended up knocking them dead, you know? So it was kind of, I adjusted on the fly, you know, yeah. so it was something that I guess you're used to, you know, most people aren't, but I, I can, I can definitely do it. Yeah. I mean, inside of that, what I'm hearing is that you've, you've just been in a public eye or under pressure really is probably what most people might say for so long. And you've repeatedly put yourself in those situations where it's almost like normal, right? Like if you don't have that, or if you quit doing that, it would be, it would be different. It'd be odd. Right. And so there's no, I don't see any sitting on the porch, watching the sunset for you anytime soon. Uh, I, <laughs> you know, what's so funny is I always, I, I love a house with a porch yeah. and a rocking chair. And actually about a month ago, I was able to actually sit on the porch and smoke a cigar with a friend. There you go. But, you know, I was like, wow, this is great. You know, and a cigar relaxes me. So here I was, it was at night, right before it's about to get dark. I think I went to bed at like nine o'clock that night after having this cigar and 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 chatting with a friend of mine because we yeah. were just catching up. And, and you know, he says to me, man, I, 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 I drove by your place and I don't see your car at 1030 at night. And I'm like, that's sometimes a norm. You know, it's yeah. it's the last two nights for me have been between the repo, the party thing in New Jersey. And then last night I was in Manhattan for Long Island University had a, a big gala and they honored some, uh, you know, certain people. Yeah. And one of them was Mayor Eric Adams. So, you know, we we went to that and that was a great affair. And, and, and believe it or not, the plaza, I've only been there twice. You know, even and I'm a New Yorker, but yeah, I've only been down, downstairs at the main bar and whatnot to meet people. But you know, going upstairs, I was like, oh, okay, this is what it looks like. You know, it's yeah, an old kind of exquisite kind of place. But uh -huh. you know, but the gala was incredible. So, and I got home last night at eleven thirty. So, yeah, you know, and I get up at six, so it's not. Uh -huh. I get five and a half, six hours. I I'm good to go. Yeah. Yeah. Your, your schedule sounds a little bit like mine. What I'm, what I'm picking up so far, tell me if I'm wrong on this because you're just flowing and I, I love it. Is that everything that you've expressed that you've done, even in the last few days, or really just, if I look back at your career, 
it's always been with people, lots of other people at times. But I mean, even us prepping for the show, we were talking about commercial real estate and you, and you piped over to one of your team members there, your producer, and you're like, you know, asking for some clarification and he popped in on the screen. It just seems like everywhere you are, there's people or you're, you're galvanizing the team or you're, you're bringing in an audience to a degree. Is that a skill set of yours? Have you learned this over time? Are people just drawn to Big Daddy? What is this? I, you know what, what you see is what you get with me, you know? And look, I'm not the smartest guy in the world. I tell people all the time. I said, I surround myself with people. And look, we all make mistakes. I've made mistakes in the past where you bring people in, it's not a fit, and then you have to move on. And my one brother, I have two brothers, Lewis and Jimmy. And my one brother, Lewis, used to tell people that you can't be my brother. You know, like you can't be him. It's not like, and I wish I could clone myself where I can have people have all the access and all the relationships. Yeah. Be able to send people here, there, or that. That is, that's probably a skill set that is only made for me, you know, because when you develop relationships, you know, you can't, let's say, how do you say this? If I'm, if I'm supposed to meet with you, I can't send my number two person to meet with you. They want to, you want to meet me. If I can't meet you, then what's the sense of having them meeting? And I tell, and that's what I tell people all the time. You know, when you're developing a network and you're developing relationships, the, I think the one of the most important things is always remember people. Okay. Second, remember where they started because they're not going to finish there. Okay. And yeah. third, let people know who you are and what you do. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, you know what? That's a wow, that's a big guy. Okay. So like when I walk into a lot of rooms and I say this jokingly, you know, wow, that guy's either security or what, you know, like what is he? You know, and yeah. then there's a presence. Yeah. And, and then I tell people, I'm like, hey, my real name is Rich Salgado. But if you ask 100 people in this room that know me, I'd say a half the room doesn't know my real name. But if you say Big Daddy, oh, a whole that bunch. Guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So, but I always feel that it's important to let people know what your purpose is, who you are and what you do. Yeah. You know, that's a skill set that I, if I could share it and clone it, and put it inside someone, I would do it, you know, because it's only wanted me to go around. Yeah, absolutely. So not only the building of the network and being intentional, you talked about, you know, taking advantage of those moments as the fill in the blank CEO, you know, builder of, of your business, your family, even like we can use this in context of all different kinds, but even with this show, I've, I mean, we interview a lot of people. It would have been really easy for me to have a co-host or, or another person to do some other recordings. We've recorded 320 or so in the last 15 months. It's a lot, like That's a lot, a lot. Wow. <laughs> and, but the, I've taken the same approach that you just did and said, you know what? I'm building my network. How am I going to build my network? Chaz Wolf, of course, gathering the Kings as well. But I, personally, I need to be the one touching the relationship in order for it to go anywhere. And if this is the beginning of the interaction of Chaz Wolf and Big Daddy, then cool. If, yeah. if it goes somewhere awesome, if it doesn't, that's okay too. But I can't, like you said, give that to my number two and then hope to have something come out of that for, for you know, the purposes of you and me, because there was never a you and me if I wasn't here. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know what? It's, 
I, I, I got involved in the podcast game. And, you know, at first it was, hey, would you book us talent? And I, and I said to them, no, I will not because I can't give out clients and celebrity friends of mine's phone numbers out. Right. You know, they're going to do it. And, and then I said, jokingly, I said, well, why don't you make me the host of the show and then we'll get this done. And I'm thinking, all right, I'll be left alone and they're not going to use me. And all of a sudden, three days later, hey, Big Daddy, you got it. And I'm uh-huh. like, oh, uh. so <laughs> now what you asked for. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, man. So now I got to find time to do this. And I ended up doing about 60 episodes. And then I had to take a break because I was just overwhelmed with not only am I booking the show, but I'm doing the show. Right. All the editing that was being done for me, and that was great. But, you know, I, I took a step back. I'm going to get back into it because, I, 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 you know, if you go to Big Daddy and Friends, it's on YouTube, yeah. you'll see some of those interviews. I've got Joe Buck. I got Andy Reid. I've got some big names on there. Yeah. And, and they're all friends of mine. Those are people that I asked to come on. And, uh, you know, and that's where the relationship starts. And that's how I'm able to do it because right. they know – one, they could trust me. Yeah. Two, I'm not trying to be Adam Schefter or Jake Laser or Kevin Weeks or Billy Jaffe. That was, those are professional people. That's their job. Yeah. I don't want to know stats. I don't want to know, you know, it's a friendly chat. Big Daddy yeah. and Friends, a, you know, I'm not trying to be Joe Rogan, although, listen, Joe Rogan has been very successful and made a ton of money. That's right. But, you know, they also call people out and they want to try to get answers out of people where I'd be putting relationships in stake. Yeah. Speak. by yeah, you got a different approach. Yeah. So I use a different approach and it's been fun. Yeah. You know, speaking as a Kansas City and, and, and Super Bowl champion of this town, you say a name like Andy Reid and people in this neck of the woods freak out a little bit. And so we might have to do something cool there. But. I yeah, love, Steve, I love, you know, not to cut you off. Steve yeah. Spagnola is a very dear friend of mine. I have a lot of ties to the Chiefs. That's awesome. Andy Reid, Steve Spagnola, Ted Cruz, the head PR guy for them, who you always see him behind Mahomes or Andy. Sharp looking, very sharp dressed guy. And yeah. I, I would tell him, I said, you're one of the sharpest dressed cats in the league. Yeah. You know, we get a big joke out of it. Well, you know, so uh, again, and I went to the Super Bowl this year. And obviously, then I went to the Chiefs victory party after the game. So that yeah. was, you know, a lot of fun. So I think we talked a couple of days either before or after that originally when we first connected. And you were telling me a little bit about it. But yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I think I think what we're what we're discussing and the value for the listener is you've you've built a network by providing value, saying yes to things like a podcast. That wasn't just like a little podcast. That was attached to some big names, a pretty big network, a lot a lot of things that were like really influential. You really downplayed that, but that's okay. I appreciate your humility. What I'm learning, even in my own like journey of business, but what I'm really hearing from you that I really want to transfer to the listener is that you've just kind of like done the work and said yes to building relationships, um, which I think is... <clears throat> overly stated and underly performed, if that even makes sense. So I guess my question for you as we kind of move on here, as the listeners hearing build relationships, you know, you know, the beginning of, you know, whether it's a podcast or whether it's, you know, me serving a client or going to a gala and and introducing myself to some new people, like it's constantly putting myself out there. 
is there anything else practical that the listener can do, small or big, as a business owner or a family person? How can they take this this advice that you're giving to them that their network is basically everything? I again, I, I always preach: let people know who you are and what you do. Okay. When I started this business, the insurance business, over 30 years ago, insurance is not a popular subject. Okay. Especially with a 21, 20, 21, 22 year old kid that thinks he's the best thing since sliced bread. That's right. And, you know, anyone can be hurt. Anyone can die. Anyone can have an issue. That's right. So my biggest goal in the beginning when I started was to be in front of as many people as I could, but I spent a lot of time traveling. You know, I was going to Super Bowls. I was going to Pro Bowls senior bowls in Alabama, you know, all-star games. And I was, and I was also going to college. So I'll give you an idea of what my schedule was in the beginning. Yeah. I would go Tuesday nights or Monday night, Monday night football games, Tuesday nights, I'd go to hockey games, Wednesday nights. If there was a hockey game or whatever, I'd take a break Thursday nights. There was always a hockey game Friday, Fridays. I would travel to the college game I was going to, and then go to games on Saturday, travel back and be at an NFL game on Sunday. So I really invested the time to be in front of people. Yeah. You know, I had to let people know who I was and what I was doing and what my purpose was. Yeah. So that's why when I, you know, everybody says, oh, he's an NFL insurance guy. I spent a lot of time being at stadiums, arenas, practice facilities, practice rinks. I was everywhere. And then, okay, so how do I get the message out now? Now I got to attack the media side. So then I started seeing, you know, I was dealing with all these media people that were interviewing people. And then, oh, who's that? You know, I like saw so I'm standing out and people would say, I didn't know you were an insurance guy. You know, well, interview me and I'll share what I do. Right. And, and that's why, look, Sports Business Journal. The Athletic, Wall Street Journal, New York Post, Newsday, New York Times. I've been featured in all those publications. Google did a big feature on me. They didn't do me a favor by doing it, but because all of a sudden I had about 800 resumes. Yeah. <laughs> people, hey, Big Daddy, look at me. I want to. And all of a sudden I'm like, my uh, search got shut down from all the emails. Wow. You know, which I had to deal with that. But, uh, -huh. uh the cost of being famous. <laughs> yeah, no. I'm like, oh my God, I I'm, I, I didn't know. I wasn't wishing for this. I right. just wanted to take every piece of media, whether it was print or TV, and use it to get more business, to get people, people notice who I am. So yeah. now here I am, I take it to the next level where I do TV. And now people are looking at me, my website's up, you know, all that. Hey, I'm Rich Big Daddy Salgado. They see all the people that I deal with. So now I get phone calls from mothers of kids right. that are in college up. because they're, yep. hey, I didn't know. Can you help my son? Can you do this? Can you speak? Then I started speaking at schools. So I've spoken to Georgia Tech, Temple, you know, and the list goes on and on. So I'm always trying to be out in front. So that's what I, whether you want it, listen, I've helped clients promote their businesses. Yeah. My pizza shop, it's well known. If you Google it, it's called Umberto's. 
between two Super Bowls and Michael Strahan helping, we've gotten them, I think it was close to, I don't even know what the number was, in millions of advertisement for free. Oh, yeah. And you know why? Because it was just, I was able to do it. And I understand the magnitude of how to brand and also rebrand. And, yeah. and I went through a period where I was at such a high level of branding, I fizzled out. I mentioned Angelica before. She came in, she rebranded me. And now we're taking this again to another level. So, yeah. you know, that's the bit of advice that I would tell anybody. Whether you have money or not, you don't need to have money. Social media is free. So take advantage of social media and get out there and tell people who you are and what you do and what your benefit is, how you can help them, whether it's save money, save time, save effort. But, you know, be be enthusiastic about it. You know, you just can't there and be, oh, I'm a florist. You know what I mean? Like, again, florist, but you have to be motivated. Be driven, and that should be a goal. You got to reach that goal. Yeah, I love and align with everything you're saying. The action that it takes is just always so much more than we realize. I love how you're pointing us in the right direction of attention, right? Whether it's social media for free or making a connection, either being a guest on a podcast or starting your own podcast or doing a local TV thing or, or trying to get national recognition. There's just so many ways out there. I had a guest on my show, I don't know, maybe four or five months ago. He's a pest control company. And, and they used a, a local story that had to do with animals. And it got on the local news. And then it kind of like got viral. And, uh, and he, he was just telling me about how he just never would have dreamed how this little bitty thing that they decided to do to help animals would have gone so crazy viral, but news station got a hold of it. It was absolutely all this free advertising and promotion. And it, it, he was already a big company, but it, it blew up, you know, kind of broke down their server as well, per se, you know, <laughs> but that's, that's what happens is like, you know, we, we, we expand and, and, and then we break and we kind of have to rebuild and put it back together, maybe even a rebrand. And then we go back out and try to do it again. And, and that takes energy and a, probably a lot more attention towards attention. Hopefully that makes sense for the listener, but that's everything I'm picking up so far from you is not only do the work of putting yourself out there, being clear about your message, who you are, what you stand for, what your purpose is, but also I heard confidence and not being like ashamed, like get on a podcast and talk about it because it's valuable. We talked about that. I mean, I do this with every single guest of mine, but I'm like, Hey, you got full permission here because I want, I want my audience to know you. I want them to know what you do, how you do it, why you do it, because there's somebody out there that needs what you have and, or maybe just you individually, I don't know. And then that's my responsibility now as the, as the host to connect you and whoever the proverbial they is that's listening. You know what I mean? No, I get, I get you hundred percent. I mean, look, I, you know, the big joke is, Hey, am I big enough to be your client? And I'm like, why are you supposed to be taller or heavier than me? I mean, <laughs> no, it's, you know, I'm here to help every person that needs help. You know, we insure people from all sizes from, and I say that jokingly, you know, from my mailman's a client all the way up to, we have a client, you know, several clients that are billionaires, you know, and, and just because they're a billionaire, it doesn't mean they know everything, you know, successful, they surround themselves with the right people. And, And that's what I try to do. I have a, 
I took on a partner about seven, eight years ago. His name is Chris Miro, and we have an office in Boca Raton. You know, and there's a lot of things that I do well that he may not, and vice versa. You know, That's I'm right. not an office guy. I'm not a paper guy. Yeah. And it's well documented. I get reminded almost every day. But, <laughs> you know, look, I'm the person that wants to go and get the business, yeah. get the relationship going, educate along with my partner. And, and we work with everyone. That's the one thing that I try to tell everybody. Do not look at me as only a person that works with celebrities or professional athletes. That is the, not the case and never will be the case because everyone needs help when it comes to insurance. Yeah. Right. You know, you yeah. everyone needs it. It's important that you have the right person selling it to you and making sure that we sell it not for our sake, but for your sake. Yeah, that's, that's the true. difference between us and other people around us that are in the business. Because in the insurance business, there's a million agents out there all over the place. Oh, yeah. That doesn't make them better than anyone else. You know, is it, what do you say? Insurance people get paid by the amount of insurance that they sell. We get that. And obviously, look, we're not a charity, so we like to make money. Yeah. But it has to be done in the right and correct fashion so that the person buying it feels comfortable that they yeah. were not sold a bag of goods yeah. and also that they're comfortable that they want to refer us to other people to help them. That's right. Because that's again, right. that's how you build the network and that's how you build clientele and that's how you build good sound business. Hey, Kings and Queens, Chaz Wolf. I want to talk to you about something that's super important to me. We put a lot of time and effort, we meaning myself and my team, into this podcast, into the content that goes out every single day. And if you have been getting any sort of value or insight from this, we want it to be able to reach other business owners too. So we would love if you would like, comment, share, leave a review, post, share again, <laughs> all of the things on social media, on all the different platforms or even on the podcast mediums of Apple and Spotify. We would love to be able to get our content into more hands, more entrepreneurs, so they can grow their business as quick as possible. Together, we are building a community of like-minded entrepreneurs who are committed to growing their businesses to new heights. So let's do this. Let's help each other. Let's help each other grow. Yeah. Yeah, and really what you're teaching is good principles for, like you said, business, but even inside of the business, just a sales, sales process, sales mindset any good or service that's being sold, that's being sold for the sake of the salesperson, as opposed to, as opposed to the person being sold to <laughs> is, is, is erroneous. Right. But, but it happens so many times and that's what we get the kind of like the icky feeling. And, and so I, I I'm taking away two things, not only put yourself out there and, and then also make it known who you are, what you do, why you do it. But if you are genuine about it, then what really should happen is it shouldn't come across as salesy or promoty, you know, promotional or whatever. It should come across as real genuine relationship and help. And then through that, you build a network, you build a business, you build referrals, you build a lifetime of success. Like, did we just kind of like bottle this up and we can go sell it now? <laughs> yeah, I wish, right? We'd make a lot of money. <laughs> That's right. That's right. All right, Big Daddy, I got to know of a practical, you've got a long history, different industries you've been a part of. What's a good decision that you've made in the business world, if possible, or maybe outside that would be practical for business that you would repeat or that you would maybe advise other people to do the same that you did? What was that good decision? 
align yourself with people that think the way you do. And you, you can't be a one-man shop. And that's the thing that I've done. When I partnered up with my partner in Florida, Chris Muro, I think that was the best decision I ever made. And I wish I would have met him 30 years ago or 20 years ago. But that was one of the best decisions that I ever made because I joke around. I, 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 I say he's my dictionary, yeah. <laughs> my encyclopedia, dictionary, and end all because I really lean on him a lot Yeah. when it comes to, you know, there's different insurance strategies. Sure. You know, you have to bring in the right people, you know, because when we do insurance, we're not only doing disability insurance for athletes. Right. We're also doing life insurance. There's estate planning involved. That's right. You know, there's X, Y, and Z, not yeah. to get too technical. And all those things are applicable for a business owner or anybody looking to build wealth. Yes, absolutely. Look, you know, I could own a pizza shop and that doesn't mean I know how to make pizza, That's but right. I, I own the real estate. I own the business. Right. I want to get the best pizza makers out there. So I have the best product. Yeah. And that's how people have to think when you, whether it's a product or a business, whatever it is that you're dealing or doing, don't do it by yourself. You know, you gotta, you gotta learn to delegate and obviously trust is always the biggest thing to answer your question. The other thing was coincidence. And what I'm going to mean by that is that the real estate practice Wealthway that we were chatting about before we went on air. The gentleman, Sam Liebman, who runs the company, we met on set of a show. And, you know, I was sitting there, he came over and said hello. And, you know, we started chatting and all of a sudden we're out having dinner and now we're business partners. Yeah. You know, it's the same thing with gassing up. Yeah. Gassing up, I get asked to insure one of the first trucks of the company. And this is six years ago. Now I'm the chief communications officer of the company. Right. And a partner. Yeah. You know, so a lot of it involves coincidence. A lot of it involves being at the right place at the right time. And a lot of it is surrounding yourself with successful people. Yeah. Success yeah. leads to success. You know, it's now all of a sudden it's, you know, your doorbell rings more, you know, yeah. your phone rings more. That's and right. And then you have to be selective. So now I've gotten to that point where I've brought in some people to be my select ors. Yeah. Because, you know, when you're, when you're, at, let's say you're behind home, you know, you're, you're at the plate. Not only do you have one guy pitching at you, you've got 10 pitchers up on the mound. That's right. And it's obviously impossible to hit every ball. That's right. So you have to have the right people around you to help you succeed and move forward. Yeah. And that's something that took me a while to really learn because I was trying to be protective of the brand and yes. relationships and whatnot. Right. But you know what? When I, I introduce people and I say, and I'm, this is a big thing that I believe in. I, if I say, Chaz, I want you to call my client. Okay. I give you the name. I give you the number. And then I say, Chaz, don't call me to call them. If I give you their number and I give you their cell number, yep. obviously I trust you. Gates open. The person on the phone is going to trust you That's because right. they trust me that I'm not going to 
put some jerk or idiot on the phone. That's right. And and and, and that's a key thing when it comes to you know relationships, coincidence, yeah. and making smart decisions. You know, yeah. it's just getting the right people around you to help share your message and do it the right way so that people are willing to call you back and also refer you out. Yeah. And again, whether it's owning a deli, a pizza shop, you know, a, a widget, whatever the case may be, yeah. if you're a good, decent person and you know how to share your message and make sure that it applies to being a good person and doing the right thing, people yeah. will call you. That's right. Yeah. I, <clears throat> I wish I wish I could bottle all this up because you're giving it straight from the heart, which I think it just makes it that much that much more, you know, just piercing. But everything that you have said is, you know, I think that every business owner, first off, identifying the message, being confident with it, putting themselves out there at a hundred X rate that they think they need to. <laughs> and then and then being able to, you know, for lack of better terms, reap the rewards of that, which is the continuation of building the network. It's you serve few people. By doing that, all that extra work at the front, it, it really only gets you a little bit of result, but because you did it in a right way, and then you got a couple people on board to help you do it the right way, and then they refer you some people and and it snowballs eventually, um, which is the, is like the, it's like the, you know, the, the utopia of, of business and relationship and building a network. And, and what I'm hearing you say is that it's real, is that anybody listening today can begin this process, even if they've never done anything like this, and they can in in 12 months, three years, eight years, 20 years, have a network that is leverage. We talk a lot about leveraging Gathering the Kings. I had a dinner very similar to what you just talked about just three nights ago. Met up with a, a new client of mine. He had two of his partners with him. They're all real estate guys. Had a great steak and I shook some hands and I came back home and my wife asked me how the dinner was. I said, there'll be some deals coming out of that. I don't know what, or how, <laughs> but there'll be deals because just like you with your partner, it's like you meet randomly, you do some, do some dinner and some steak and, and then things happen because you're a good person. I got good intentions. I'm going to add value. I'm going to lead. I'm going to put my message out there. Everything that big daddy's teaching us right now is are super applicable. So I want to flip the coin. What's a bad decision that you've made? Something that wasn't your best hour, but you've learned a bunch from. Oh, well, there's a few of those. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. I, we may need a, a second show, but anyway, I, I think not doing what I just said I did earlier. Sure. Yeah. Okay. That's my biggest, that would be my, one of my biggest mistakes that, you know what? I spent so much time getting out there, networking, running around, getting the message out, Yeah. but I didn't have a wingman, you know? That And so now here I am going out there doing all that. And then I also have to produce the product. Right. So now I, I'm doing both things. Yeah. And I, I, I had an office, I had an assistant and, but still I was missing the product time, the educating time, you know, yeah. so now bringing on the partner, Chris, is what really was something that I was missing all along. I've worked with other people before, but sure. there was more of a selfish attitude for them. And, 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 and then you, what happens is you get people that say, well, how come I'm not getting you, you know? And that was something that I had to learn to do yeah. while bringing on Chris, like I said, as a partner that took care of 
so many issues, so many problems because I trust him with my life. He's like a brother. He's a best friend and he knows the game and knows how to product place and educate our clients so that we're successful. I mean, if you think about it, we you want to talk about sports. One of our clients is the goalie for the Florida Panthers. Okay. Sergei Bobrovsky. Playing incredible. During the year, had a rough year. But now he's everyone's angel because he just got them to the Stanley Cup Finals. Wow. So he will be the first one to tell you in regards to Chris. Not only is Chris his insurance agent, but he's also his friend. Yeah. That's the difference that we try to make. Yeah. With our clients, you know, we want clients to help, you know, we help clients. So if there's anything that we could do to help a client outside of our insurance business, we do it. We go out of our way to make sure I love to promote people's business. And if I can do that, I'll do it. I mean, you know, right behind me, you have Arizona iced teas. They make drinks, obviously. Well, listen, I drink those all the time, not the iced tea, but I drink the hydration drinks. Sure. You know, hey, look, why not? They do the right thing by us, do the right thing back. You know, when you give, you get back. Believe me, you just have to do it the right way, you know? And you want to talk about coincidence. So going back to that speech that I did on Wednesday night. Yeah. This lady comes up to me and she says, hey, like, see, I have a big scar right here. Yeah. I survived the brain aneurysm. So the lady says to me, hey, I know what that scar's from. And I'm like looking at her going, Uh really? How? She goes, well, I'm an aneurysm survivor and I have one too. But, you know, I don't have a full flock of blowing hair. So So you can see yours. (laughs) (laughs) And she has her hair. And we got into a discussion And it was incredible that, you know, by the end of the discussion, we were exchanging info and, you know, she's a big, there was, I believe she was a Senator, but now you got all these people sitting there. So this is a whole different group of people that I'm not really in that circle, but here, here was my audience. I took the opportunity to introduce myself. You know, they did a great job promoting me and saying who I was and whatnot, but I wasn't there to be a salesperson. I was there to send a message. And that's what I, I, I'll repeat it. The message has to be clear so that your audience knows who, what, and where. Yeah. Important. It's good. It's good. We started that conversation off by you saying that, you know, waiting so long to get your partner handicapped you. And it's funny because as a guy who knows a lot of people, you, you would think from the outside that, you know, having this person would have been maybe uh maybe a, a sooner play for you. But I loved, I loved the angle that you gave of, you know, I don't know, especially when you work with high profile people, it's like, you want to be able to give premium service and you feel like you have to do it all yourself until you find that person who like matches you or even exceeds you in that. And then what you said is it gives you confidence that you trust Chris and we should be able to trust our number two or our partner. It, it may not even be a number two. It may just be an equal. Yeah, it's not a, it's, to, we are handed, you know what? We're married at the hip. That's right. That's right. Well, yeah. and you have to be able to have the confidence in that person. It, 
And maybe that's even maybe a better way to say it is that it can't necessarily be a number two. It's got to be, man, if I hand off this client, are they going to get the same experience or maybe even better? Like they understand that like, oh, Chaz, like he's great. And there's a lot of insight and he's got a lot of business experience. But once you, once you join Gathering the Kings, then there's a whole team and obviously other business owners behind him. And that way it doesn't have to be just Big Daddy or just Chaz Wolf. That's the value. Of course, we're trying to be as valuable as we possibly can. But what I'm taking away is like, man, if I can add value to my clients or the people that are around you or around me through other people that are around me, then I'm like 100xing the value of me. Well, I'll tell you where I would have had great value for Chris had we known each other. In 2008, obviously, I suffered an aneurysm and that derailed me for probably a good year and a half. But I still did business from bed, you know, because I was still able to get on the phone. Sure. You know, do what I needed to do as far as paper pushing and, you know, stuff like that. Make it happen. But, and I'll tell you a funny story. You know, being an ex-football player and having the athlete mentality, I'll never forget, I went to a Giants-Steelers game in Pittsburgh. And here I was, I just gotten out of the hospital and I show up and here's people looking at me like, what are you doing here? And I said, I had to be here. I, I, I've been away too long. And, and it was only like a month after I'd gotten out of surgery. Wow. So now it's kind of, the weather's kind of nice, but I'm wearing a ski hat because yeah. this thing looked like Frankenstein's surgery when I got yeah. out. Yeah. I had 80 staples in my head. They got pulled out, but they were wow. still, took a while. Yeah. And I'll never forget, I said, I've been away too long and I have to be here. And it was probably one of the greatest games I saw. But afterwards, just to get from the stadium to the hotel, which should have taken maybe 30 minutes, maybe 20, 20 minutes, almost two hours because I was so drained. I didn't have the energy. And I'll never forget, I went to bed at like eight o'clock that night and passed out. Yeah. Next day I flew back and then I had to pick my spots because I kept saying to myself, if I don't work through this, I'm going to be stuck at home forever. Yeah. And I did not want that. So, yeah. you know, being in Manhattan, you know, when the weather's nice, you're trying to walk as much as I was trying to walk as much as possible. Yeah. And I'd be walking with some colleagues and then, they would almost be like a block ahead of you because you can't walk at their pace. Right. Because I was still working out through all, you know, all the kinks and everything. The anesthesia took like a month to get out of me because, and you know, the joke was, I'll never forget the anesthesiologist when I was on the, on, I, and I knew the guy, he said to me, he goes, well, big daddy, we know you're not a one X or a two X. So we're going to have to go with the five X portion <laughs> of anesthesia. And I'm saying to myself, well, I'm so glad that we're, you know, <laughs> thinking this about me and being humorous. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, you're tied in to this bed while Not you get under the knife for six to seven hours, whatever it is. Yeah. But, you know, that was the thing that I said to myself, I said, there's no reason for not to continue doing business because I could do it from the phone. 
And back then, you know, you didn't have Skype or Zoom or any of that. So right. people are not going to really recognize, you know, that I'm, I've got a hole in my head or my face is swollen or whatever. Yeah. Just get the business done and do what you yeah. need to do and, and move forward, you know? Yeah. So it's, and that was a real learning process for me because I was like disabled sort of. Yeah. You know, I had to pick spots. I mean, you had brain surgery. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So it's, and you know, a lot of great things came out of that whole thing. And if I could just steer away from business a little bit, yeah. you know, I went to the hospital after about a two or three months later, and I saw a lot of kids had the same scar as me. Wow. And the doctor said to me, he goes, you know, you could help us immensely. Yeah. Because of your reach and whatnot. And there he is promoting his message, asking for it. Right. Yeah. So all of a sudden, here I am running a golf outing. And uh, me and a friend, we decided, okay, we have four months to pull this off. Let's do it. Every day. That's all we did. We were able to, we had a great three-year run. And then obviously the venue that we were using was going under uh, construction and whatnot. And then COVID came and we gave it a break. So then Angelica came to me and said, hey, why don't we do this again? And, you know, let's rebuild it. And we, we did. So now we're going into year three of this. Wow. Now we're supporting St. Jude. So yeah. great place. I've been there twice. And I always tell people that it is a place of hope. You know, when you go there and you visit, it's like, hope was infused into my system yeah. and wanting to help and yeah. give back, especially to a place like that, where they save children's lives. Right. They don't save every life. Sure. But they give every child and their families a place of hope. You know, they, they take care of everything. They don't allow for anything to come out of the person's pocket, the family's pocket, they cover it all. And yeah. their mission and goal is to save lives, you know? And I became friends with one of the kids who was, who was down there when I went down there. And uh, he's cancer-free now. He's running. He's doing kids like a regular. He's about to graduate high school. Yeah. 17-year-old kid. Yeah. His name's yeah. Tyler. So what we're going to do with Tyler for next year's event, we're going to fly him and his family up. And he's going to be our guest of honor. Yeah. And, you know, and for all our guests to see what hope does and brings. Yeah. Because hope is one of the things that people have to believe in. You know, yeah. it's okay to dream. Yeah. Dreaming is great because you know what? Sometimes dreams do come true. Yeah. Think about it. this young man and his family. The only thing they're dreaming about is, is they're, they're, them being healthy, the son being yeah. healthy. Survival. And finding yeah. a cure for cancer. Well, that's what St. Jude does, and that's what they represent, and that's why we support them. You know, to add, my, to add to my crazy schedule, this charity for the next six weeks will take the life out of me because we've got the biggest names in sports coming. You have to fly them in. you got to drive them in. You've got to have a whole – it's like having a wedding auto almost. Yeah, that's right. It's like setting up a wedding. Yeah. And, you know, it's two days. And, and we are supporting St. Jude and they come and, you know, you're, you're, you're on display and you're obviously your goals are to have a great event. And obviously the most important thing is to raise a lot of money and also yeah. awareness. 
Because right. it's important for people to know, again, that's like building your brand, building yeah. your business. Yeah. Make sure that you build awareness so that your audience knows what your mission and goal is. And that's what we do with the golf outing. You know, we have a two, it's two parts to this whole day. We have this golf outing and we also have a women's empowerment luncheon on the same day. So we got two things going on at once, two separate missions, but one message. Yeah, love Two that. separate missions, one message. Awareness, raise money, and be be who we are. Because yeah. it's important. You know, you got to stand, you know, you got to stand for something that's important. And this day for Angelique and I, because we host it, is a very important day yeah. because we put blood, soul, guts, and everything else that comes with it. <laughs> so right. That's you know, right. it's important. And that's one of the things that now takes up most of my time amongst everything else that's going on. Yeah. You, you're you obviously an inspiration. And I hope that the listener has just been reignited by your intentionality and your purpose. I want to ask you about the word hope real quick. And then I got one more question for you after that. Sure. The word hope is interesting to me. And, and I've toiled with it over the years. Hope is hope. Belief is belief. Hope that then maybe first question, sub question to that would be, how does one listening to you today walk away with hope? What does that look like? You you described hope as Tyler and his family desperately or with a burning desire wanting healing in his body, you know, a medical breakthrough or health. And so I guess my question is, what is that? What is hope? And how does someone walking away from this podcast, they're a business owner, they probably have a family, they're community influencer, maybe they go to church, maybe they have a school that their kids go to that they're impacting, they, they have a reach is what we've been talking about. What does hope mean to them and how do they, how do they put it into play? Well, hope, you know what, hope is thinking and knowing that you're going to succeed. I think that's how I envision hope. You know, obviously I've been sick and I've, you know, it's having the issue that I had with the aneurysm. Look, I'm a big believer in prayer. You know, I pray every night, you know, two things I do every night, brush my teeth and pray <laughs> so awesome. before I go to, you know, before I go to bed and it is having prayer, prayer works and prayer works alongside hope. You know, That's when right. you're sick, obviously you 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 have a lot of people that know that you're sick and, right. and everyone prays for you and everyone has well wishes and whatnot. And I think that plays a big part in hope because if I'm the person that's sick and I know everyone's praying for me, I feel more positive and confident that I will get better. Yeah, that's hope. You know, that's hope. Yeah. I appreciate that perspective. I got one last question here for you, Big Daddy. Super interested to hear what you have to say. If you had a chance to whisper in the younger Rich's ear, what would you say to him? The younger, say that again? I didn't. The younger Rich. The oh, younger the you. Younger rich? Wow, I have a lot to say. I don't know if that question, that's a, that's a long-winded question. Yeah. I think my intentions have always been good. You know, and I think obviously, like we, when we step back to make sure that I don't make that 
the younger rich doesn't make the mistakes that the older rich made, sure. that would be really, that would be really the message that I would say. And yeah. the, to, you know what, take your time and understand to share, you know, I mean, I share all my resources. I share every contact, whatever I can, but share knowledge and also share a little bit of your success, you know, and it's not that I don't, it's again, it's the beginning where you're saying, you know, trust, you know, get the right partner, trust somebody yeah. and, and then trust your instincts yeah. where sometimes I may have been the, the older rich may have been not gullible, but what's the word I want to use. I kind of let too many people in and also when you listen to too many people, yeah. it's like, you know, in sports, you don't want to listen to your locker room lawyer. That's right. You know, that's the guy that brings teams down. And what happens is you listen to the wrong person. It's not good for your flow and that's it right. breaks your flow. Yeah. So that's the older rich would tell the younger rich to, you know, pay attention to that because I was letting a, B, C, D, and, you know, everyone's attacking you. And you're like saying, well, they're right. They're right. They're right. Yeah. You know, they're right. And and then how many people could be right? You know That's what right. I mean? And it's like, you've got to go with your instinct, but also know what you're doing, you know, yeah. realize that. I think that's an important thing that the old rich would tell the younger rich. Yeah. I, I appreciate the vulnerability there. I think you gave several messages there to the younger rich, and I think that they were all super applicable. You've been incredible here today. A story after a story of just success and just principles, man. You are a man of, of doing the right thing, and you've been doing the right thing at a high clip for a lot of people for a long time, and I'm honored to know you. How can how can the listener find you? Number one, if they need insurance, whether they're an athlete or just regular old Joe running a business and they want to reach out to you for an insurance policy, or they want to connect you with you for other reasons, or maybe they want to pick your brain about business or community building. How can they find you? Well, I'm on social media. So you can find me on Facebook under Richard M. Salgado. I've got several pages there. You can find me on Twitter at Coastal Advisors. I'm also on LinkedIn and I'm on Instagram under Big Daddy Insurers. So I think I've got everything. We're working on a new website. So that I'm not going to give that out because it's not ready to be launched yet. Yeah. And with all those platforms, you could find me. I, I It's funny. You Google my name and it comes up a hundred million ways. And, oh, yeah. I, and I, and I kind of laugh at that, but you know, like before we end, you know, my biggest and proudest moment right now is this event, this charity event. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I use that to give back yeah. and to share, you know, my relationships, my friendships, my business contacts, all those things come into one big flow because it's important. You know, you reach out to your sponsors and we've got some incredible sponsors that, you know, we have a Delta Airlines, wow. Arizona Iced Tea, Nike. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. And it's important that, you know, when you have these great relationships and it all starts from what we talked about in the beginning, yep. do the right thing. Do, do, do what you say you're going to do. Yeah. 
be a man or a woman of your word, because then you can go to those people and say, I need your help. Yeah. I am trying to save kids' lives. I need your help. And for anyone that wants to be a part of it, come out yeah. and play around the golf with your favorite celebrities, or, you know, enjoying all you women out there, come to the Women's Empowerment Luncheon. So go to www.bigdaddies, with an S, golfclassic.com. Go there. You'll see an incredible, uh, we haven't put the lineup yet because we're trying to keep it a big surprise because we got some big names coming that we're not announcing yet. But I'll tell you one thing, we have Michael Martucci, who he is a Frank Sinatra singer. Wow. And he's playing at our event with a 16-piece band, orchestra. Orchestra, not just a band. So it's not a karaoke thing. This is really the deal. This is the deal. You know, and it is at the world famous Ohika Castle, which if you look at that venue, you'll be like, yeah. you know, yeah. it's it has to be top notch because that's the only way I know how to do things and try to be affiliated with top notch people. That's right. You're in the process of doing something very big, major, and it's also to save children's lives. So you have to do it the right way. Yeah. Yeah. You are are world-class. Everything you touch is premium. That's the message I've gotten here for sure. I think, I hope, hope myself, my team, and my listeners walk away from the interactions with Big Daddy Salgado that not only of inspiration that we can do it too, but man, it can be done on a big scale. And so you have been incredible and I wish you nothing but blessing and success on your all your businesses, your audience, all your all the the, the event and St. Jude's and everything that you're going to be touching with your influence. I just think it's incredible to know you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. And I look forward to meeting when you get to New York and we'll do this again if you want. Absolutely. Thank you for listening to Gathering the Kings today. I hope that you were able to pull out a few nuggets to go apply into your business right away. More importantly though, I hope that you're realizing that it takes more to be successful than just being by yourself, doing it all on your own, carrying the weight all by yourself. What I have realized, not only in my own journey from multiple businesses and multiple different industries, and now interviewing literally over two or 300 other very successful seven, eight and nine figure business owners is that it's tough to do it alone. And so Gathering the Kings literally exists to bring together successful entrepreneurs. In fact, we are putting together one thousand kings specifically who are grateful but not done we're intentionally assembling kings who fight tooth and nail for their business family and communities and here's what we believe that in the pursuit of excellence in those areas that it ignites within us the responsibility to govern power and forge a lasting legacy so if that relates and and resonates with you and you know that you need people around you sharp qualified other very successful business owners, I want you to go to gatheringthekings.com. I want you to take a look at what we're doing and see if it makes sense for you to be part of our pursuit to 1,000 Kings. Talk soon.